Hey you. guys, I'm uh, I'm super fucking hardcore today. I got my Earl Grey tea, so I'm ready to party. Totally ready to party. I got. Um, hang on here. I should get these closer to the uh, computer. But um, oh, I'll let you guys <laughs> what an direct intro. me again. This is beautiful. This is so great. Um, I got. Yeah, no, leave the leave the. <laughs> tea caught in my fucking throat. Wrong Uh-oh. thing to drink, apparently. All right, go ahead. I know probably which ones Michelle's going to vote for here in terms of oh, what... Oh, are we going to do another vote? If, if you want to. Yeah, that was fun. So I got the Red Collar Brewing uh, do- Doppelbach Dark Lager. And this is in the big mm. bottle, so this is probably Double the one Bach. I want you to pick because it's 650 mils instead of 500 like these other cans. Um, we have Quince Tart Lager. What the hell is that? I bought this one... Exactly, because it would confuse <laughs> Did you Michelle. Is that a Claire's or something? What is this? It's a quince. <laughs> it is a, an obscure fruit that is somewhere between an apple and a pear. It turns red when you cook it and has a kind of astringent taste. I don't know. That looks like a Barbie beverage. Yeah. And, then, <laughs> and then we got the one that Michelle will pick. Stoutnik. Stoutnik. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> that, is a, that is a punk. That is a punk rock beer. Yeah, it's pretty punk rock. It's got Morse code on it. It's got Sputnik and uh, yeah, dot dot dash. Stoutnik, nice. How about so, that? Well, I don't know. I'm all right with any of them except for that quince. That quince is right out. Okay. Um, <laughs> Girly but beer. I, yeah, we don't need no Barbie beer on this fucking podcast. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't either one of the other ones. I'm what gonna do you go because the the big bottle because it's yeah, a, a big, big bottle. bottle. This is a special volume. occasion. Yeah. yeah, they both look good, so volume is uh, volume is up. You actually went through the grocery checkout line with that can? <laughs> <laughs> were you buying tampons with it too? I, oh, I should, oh, no, I, I shouldn't oh, be we're sexist. Canceled. We're canceled. No, really? Is that a sexist thing to say? I don't know. I didn't get upset about it. I That's okay. We're girls. covering a very. We have a very feminist song on the podcast today, oh, so I think. Sh- oh God, I've, it's true. I yeah. don't know. It's- Several, maybe. All right, well, cheers. So, Let's go. We are. Um, we are. No, so no means nothing no. podcast. That's right. And, no. We got to get this started. What we oh. do is we talk about a band that we like. I have uh, a and question. I think. Uh oh. I have a question. Yes, podcast. Neither is over. of you. Maybe it's the tampon uh, joke, but neither of you asked what I was drinking. Well, why didn't we ask what Michelle was drinking? Because oh, because of my tampon. Probably I got I got totally you thrown know. off. I was yeah. just panicking, thinking of all the comments. What are no, you drinking, I, Michelle? Murphy's Stout. What? Oh. Yeah, I I've made the a Guinness decision. stand-in. I am gonna fuck with you every week. I'm not gonna have Guinness. Oh you wow, can't. that's a you that's an amazing lateral move. Me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh boy! Oh boy! Okay. Yeah, Murphy's All is right. good though. It's no, nice it's, and creamy. It's, it's a, it is. I mean, it's, it's no, it, it's no Guinness, but it's uh, you know, Guinness is a little smoother than that. But yeah, I yeah. was stopped at Trader Joe's on the way home, and they were out, so I, I just all right. Well, you both beat did me. A I already let her all I, move to the Murphy's. Stuff. I had my alcohol already, but anyway, you guys, uh, the, the audience, we're three minutes in, and we're still talking about beer. I think it's or booze, oh, so it's too much. This, as Matthew has told you, this is the No Means Nothing podcast. We are here to talk <laughs> about music, so I think we should probably uh, dive in. Before we do that, this is going to be very late on that front because you guys will be listening to this four weeks, six weeks since we're recording it. But happy birthday, Rob! Who's not hey! listening to this podcast? But fucking happy birthday! Yes, happy birthday, Rob. Daddy, Grandpa Rob, we love you, and thanks He's for all the fucking 68? music. He's 68? 
Wow, nice. Is that 68 or 67? How old? In my in my young man's imagination, he's always been 68. So yeah, exactly. He is the age he was always meant to be. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. He's finally. I don't care how old he is. He's the shit. He is the shit. I have his picture on my uh, my computer screen at work and at home, and it's the same picture. Rob is my desktop screen photo. And you know, by the time this is released, um, I will be a year older too. I think. Hey, yep. look hey. at that. <clears throat> Happy birthday. I'm do a little uh, <laughs> reggae horn there. Nice. All right. Well, we've uh, you've endured our shenanigans long enough, listeners. We're going to let you know, uh, without further ado, what the first pairing is. Our first matchup is Would We Be Alive from 1996, a cover of the resident song of the same name, versus No Fucking... From Sex Mad and Sex Mad and Live and Cuddly, 1986. So, pretty interesting matchup here. I, I, I have to, well, I gotta I say that every time, right? I guess that's my catchphrase. What an interesting matchup. <laughs> um, so, uh, t- we're gonna dive into this today. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kick us off. Um, and then we'll let Michelle talk, and then Matthew, if he's good, we'll get to, to chime in. So uh, we'll start us. off with Would We Be Alive. Help us! Help us! Resident song, right? Now, I know many No Means No fans, I think, are probably fans of the Residents. I've never gotten into them. And it's not because they're not good. It's not because I don't like them. I just have never, they've never clicked. I've never listened to enough of them to click. I had a friend, shout out Jake, if you're out there, um, who I used to dig on No Means No with. And uh, I think he's listening to this podcast. And he was really into the Residents and tried to get me into them a little bit, but just never clicked. Uh, so I never listened to this song, the original, before uh, studying for the podcast. Holy fuck. Talk about a original being far weirder than the cover. Um, It's weird as shit. And I'm sure probably almost everyone but me listening to this podcast has heard the original before. Had either of you? You hadn't? No. I went because of this. I'm ashamed of myself. I have not. I can't can't wait to hear what you guys thought of it. I really liked it. But um, I mean, I don't know that I'll listen to it on my own again. But it was was super fucking interesting. But uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong on this. But it just feels rare for a cover of a song to be more conventional than the original, which this definitely feels that way. It's not that this isn't a conventional take, but feels like more of a conventional take than the original, which is just fucking nuts. So anyway, um, I remember seeing this on tour, actually. I remember being super stoked when they came around for this because there wasn't hadn't been a big release. I didn't know what, was, what they were touring for, and they were selling this at the show, which was just fucking great. Um, to not only get to go see No Means No Live, but there's a new fucking EP to listen to that I'd never heard before. 
Um, and they played this song and it blew me away. I fucking loved it. Didn't know it was a residence cover at that point. Um, and I really like this. So this is, I think this whole record album was recovered. Not album EP was recorded with the two drummers. It was right around that time. Yep. Um, and uh, Ken is credited on it. And you can really hear it. I mean, the drums oh, on yeah. this are fucking yeah, thunder. Like right. So, mm-hmm. and I, I like the cover better than the original. Um, you know, which is just my opinion on it. But, and I, there are two versions of this song, right? There's this version on the Would We Be Alive EP and then on uh, In the Fish Tank. Um, and they're slightly different, but not hugely different. Um, I really love the way the drums and the guitar and the bass work together on this. They, they are pushing forward <laughs> in this just fucking thunderous marching riff that is, mm. is so, uh, so good. There's one critic I came across um, called this song a tooth rattling march into self-destruction and that i thought that was a pretty good summation of this song a great way of describing it um the double drumming you know it really makes it even more thunderous than it other otherwise might be and it it really makes me feel like one of the little lemmings that i think they talk about in the song uh sort of obliquely marching with his brethren off the fucking cliff into the ocean it really has that feeling of just on the march to to oblivion um yeah, like I said, the double drumming is just aces. Uh, I, I think it plays really well off the primary bass riff in this. Um, it's just not, uh, it's not very acrobatic. Like Rob's not being super acrobatic in this, which is fine. Um, I think it, it's the bass and the drums together are in service. And Tom actually does some great guitar work in this. Mm-hmm. I, I really like his, um, I like his riffs in this one a lot. Um, and... Uh, that ending, I fucking love. I've always loved it since first picking up this EP where it morphs from the help us to helpless to hopeless. Where oh, it sort yeah. Of has that you like those ship. words when they Ooh. change it up Well, like and that. Rob is just so fucking good in his performance of how yeah. he growls it into, into morphing between those three. Is, he's pissed. It's just fucking, he's pissed and it's genius. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and lyrically, this isn't their song, right? It's not, they didn't write the lyrics. But it's right in the wheel. No means no fucking wheelhouse. I mean, Absolutely. This talks the absurdity of existence. Check. The importance of pain and confusion as integral ingredients in authentic life. Check. All, all of the shit that, that you might expect in a no means no song. Um, it's right there. This The kind of wish to return to the these very origins of life back to our single celled origins. It's just it's totally in the no means no wheelhouse. And I um I love the ending. I love how Rob uh, escalates up his the the cries of help us. You know, Rob does this a lot where he'll build his vocal performance, starting with something, you know, sort of measured and just getting wilder and wilder and growlier and growlier. And it's really right. well, it's really well on display here. I think yeah. his, I really, uh, really love his vocal performance in the song. I think he really knocks it out of the park. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, so, so that's me. Uh, Michelle, what do you think of this bad boy? Oh, I don't have such an eloquent way of saying everything you just said. Because because you're you and I'm me, but I I really dig this song, and I did not know it was a Residence tune at all. And I still have not heard the uh, original version, which is <laughs> shameful, and I need to hear it. Especially yeah, you should go weird. listen to it. Yeah, it's I should, very because weird. I like weird shit. I, yeah. I am very attracted to weird shit. Well, then you'll like the song, I think. Hence the bald wang. 
<laughs> but I, I, I do, I do know a, a, somebody who's does some artwork for them, and I'm pretty proud of it. Oh. And, and how it looks for them because I know they're really particular about it. But yeah, Stephen Serio is his name. That's and awesome. He he does some of their artwork um, quite a bit. So I, I do dig this tune and how raunchy sounding it is. And it's while it's not as complex as some of my uh, favorite No Means No stuff, I appreciate it for its uh, simpli- simplicity and directness. And I, I, I don't know what they need help with, but I, 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 I'd love to help them. <laughs> and <laughs> I just I do think Rob sounds amazing on this. Like he's just planting it. And God, I'd love to be a fly on the wall in the, in the you know, ISO booth watching him sing because I, I just crap my own pants if I saw it. I would love it. Yeah, he no just shit. gets in the zone, and like like you were saying, how he can just get more uh, agitated or more into it, and you just put yourself in a trance. But yeah, so that's what that's what I had. Nice. Matthew, how about you? Well, this is the song that I think of when I think of the two drummers, period, for No Means No. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's it's definitely, it was a little bit of a surprising one. Um, when it came out in the, uh, I guess they were thinking about um, reproduction. I mean, the song is, you know, uh, I, I love that lyric of, uh, you know, floating in a liquid nice and thick and warm. Right. I mean, that that sounds like something Rob, Rob wrote. But yeah. he didn't. That's like lifted directly from the, from the song. I mean, yeah. Um, but uh, it has John holding up his larva uh, on the front. <laughs> yeah, um, there's a bunch of sperm all over it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and an oocyte. Not the baby, uh, not the child on the album cover. Sorry, that sounded really wrong. Go ahead. Wow, well, that, uh, th- <laughs> that larva is now um, around about 24, 25 years old. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. 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 Um, but I'm, I was thinking, actually... Um, yeah, the bass line when the, when it kicks in, boom, 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 it's beauty. A march is actually very accurate uh, for for way this song is. Um, the mm. way that the it's it's very martial um, in the uh, the progression to the the womb, I guess, or back to the womb. Yeah, I was thinking right. maybe I shouldn't have listened to the residence version before uh, thinking about it for this podcast. So, you know, you listened to Jordan and Michelle, you didn't, I'm kind of wondering whether I should have, because it actually made me, it shifted my opinion of the song a little bit because they're extremely faithful to the original, despite the fact that it's extremely weird. I mean, they changed the instrumentation and they shifted the lyrics around a little bit, but more, more, more or less, it's extremely faithful. It is. The arrangement is kind of, yeah. One-to-one almost. Yeah, huh. no, that's yeah. pretty. That's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's very uh, no means no in terms of the. Um, it almost reminds me of net- metronome in some ways, in terms of like, mm. uh, you know, the, the the comfort of of oblivion or the comfort of uh, of just sort of nothingness, like order. Um, there's a sacrifice to go back to the womb, and that is, um, uh, you know, hopeless, helpless, help us. Um, but it's de oh, evolution in order to be sort of warm and safe and everything. Like you also have to be like non sentient. You have to lose. Right. Your yeah. your consciousness, um, yeah. Anyway, I thought that was they're kind such of a heady band, aren't they? they I mean, they're uh, just yep. They're yeah. so Ernest, fucking Ernest heady. nerds. Ernest yeah. nerds. I'm super surprised actually because uh, there was a member on the the No Means No um, uh, forum, uh, No Means Whatever forum, and Karen from formerly of Salt Lake City. Uh, hi, if you're listening, uh, she's a huge Residents fan, and she tried to get me going on them, and uh, just never never took. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> Somehow, but um, yeah, maybe it actually sort of stimulates my interest in them a little bit. Although they're maybe a little more theatrical than I, I tend yeah, to go like for. Yeah, like art, art yeah. based I, thing. I, 
the people that I know that really like him have always kind of said that you really develop your love from them having seen them live, right? Like I'm sure. you see their shows I and that's that. where you come to really appreciate them. Mm-hmm. That the music is, is part of, of their act, right? right? It's not the whole of it. Like I mean, people say or something. People, yeah. Well, <laughs> some people would say that about no means no, not that I think you can totally appreciate just the recordings, but when, or if you've gotten to see them live, then you understand the, the, the real majesty of what they have on offer. Yeah. Mm. But anyway, yeah, musically, it's um, yeah, pretty straightforward, but I like it. I like the, um, doom, uh, I don't know, it makes me want to walk in a straight line or something. Yeah, <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> yeah. yeah man, it's got that, it's got that march, that, yeah. that march feel to it. Steady yeah. now. Steady. That's, right. That's about Steady. all I got. All right, well, let's talk Keep about, I'll, I'll kick in about, uh, no, for all you Buck Rogers fans. Oh, God. Oh, shit, I haven't heard that in years. Yeah, right? <laughs> Takes me back to my childhood. All right, so. Okay, this is the, uh, this is the sort of the Frank Sinatra ballad of the evening. We like to land on a soft note so everyone goes out feeling warm and cozy and in love with the person next to him. And I want you to think about that when you listen to this song. I want to think about the person that you dedicated your life to and, and, and sort of like to lick all over. Um, it's just, just, just think about the manifestations and the confluations and the obstructions and the fructifications of a what? relationship that, uh, uh, Excuse me, Rob? To lick all over? Uh, here it goes again. As soon as you start talking about sex, he starts talking about Nietzsche. Uh, I just one more thing before we get going on this song. Remember, guys, like, always wear, if you can, and women up there, too, a safety pin on the bottom of your T-shirt, because not only is it cool and punk rock, but it's also very handy sometimes. Okay, this song is called... No one can take a... Uh, I mean, come on. Every No Means No song. Every No Means No fan knows and loves this song in one way or the other. I mean, is it going to go all the way? No, probably not. But, you know, you, you're in a crowd of other punks and you start off with a jaunty little a one, a two, a buckle my shoe. And you'll know the No Means No fans because they're going to start going, Cuts, cuts. you know, they're going to start yelling at you. So it's, it's, uh, it's, it's in all of our subconsciousness. And uh, I, I think I know Matthew has some stuff to say about the different versions, maybe, but there are the three versions of it, the two, although from what I could tell, the two, when I looked at the wiki to look at the track listings for Sex Mad and then You Kill Me, it only appears on Sex Mad. It's not on the EP, it's not on the LP of You Kill Me. So well, I, I guess have, it was only on the, you have more knowledge, so I'll- I, I have dug that up, so you can, I, I can- So I'll, I'll, I can, I'll put a, let's put a, let's put a pin in that. We'll put a I pin can, in that. I'll let I you, can jump in now, or I can say it later. No, I'll let you wax, no, I'll let you save it no, for no, you. No, All save right. it, because this is juicy shit. Yeah, so I, uh, in terms of those three versions, I prefer the live and cuddly because I feel like that's what the song really is meant for or really works well. It's a great live interstitial and it's the end of their set. It's just fucking great. And to hear them goofing through it is great. And I I just love that. So I'm, I'm very fond of this song just because of how fucking funny it is. And it, it's also a really great encapsulation of what was really strong i mean i think it's a thread through all of their work but really early on there was a lot of that 
really wrestling with, you know, the kind of deeply repressed sexual id and wrestling with one's sexual urges and, and you know, how that can fuck you up, all that kind of stuff was deeply enmeshed in a lot of early mm-hmm. moments. Now. And this is just, this is just a pure screed straight from that id, right? It's just straight from that, uh, straight from the pubes, basically. Um, <laughs> so it's, 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 it's fucking great. It's fucking great. It pushes um, and it grunts. It pushes, yeah, lots of pushes, lots of grunts, and all the rest. Um, I don't know that I have a lot else to say about this song. I mean, I've talked, I've already said more about it than the song is long, so that feels a little <laughs> unnecessary. Um, Michelle, what about you? What do you think of this? Song? Oh, I gotta tell you a secret now. It's 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 embarrassing, but you know, I don't give a shit. I'm gonna tell you an embarrassing, slightly embarrassing secret. You know, my my thing with the lyrics, right? Still to this day, and for many years, I never took the time to look up exactly what they were saying. So when they're saying cocks and cunts, I always <laughs> thought they were, shut up. I always thought they were singing God's guts. <laughs> I love that so yeah. much better. <laughs> God's guts. Well, say it. Cocks, cunts, God's guts. Hey, I thought it was know. about cops, actually. Yeah, cops <laughs> and, and, cops and, and grunts. Cops yeah. and, and nuts. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I didn't have anything. I, I got the push and grunts thing. I think I heard that, but I always thought it was God's guts. I hey, love that so much. They, they would write a song about God's guts. I think I think we found our episode title. Oh, so, here good. we go. <laughs> yeah. And I love the live and cuddly version. The, the, yeah. uh, excuse me, Rob. Yeah. To lick all over. As soon as they're talking about sex, he starts talking about Nietzsche. <laughs> Great. I, 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 I have to know the origins of this one. That That's the last thing I wrote I know, about I keep... the song, but I really want to know who got high <laughs> and just decided to get grab a pen and a piece of paper. It, it's mental. It's I don't know who did, who did it, but I like who, it. Who was sitting there thinking about God's guts, for fuck's sake? <laughs> hey. All right. You know. All right. He's got some tough guts, I guess. Maybe I don't. I yeah. don't know. I, 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 God's guts. All right, Matthew. I have a feeling you've got some knowledge to drop on us. So, well, it always reminded me as a as a good uh, Ukrainian Canadian lad. Uh, reminded me of my my doo-doo's good friend, Mister Fugniuk. Um, and uh, <laughs> you know, just to say, you know, no, no Fugniuk. I mean, no Mister Fugniuk totally uh, yep, taught yep, me about yep, growing yep, beans and. What a sweet, lovely man. So, uh, you know, I'm automatically on the defensive about no, no Fugniak. I mean, um, this is beautiful. Anyway, yeah, Mr. Fugniak, uh, rest in peace. Um, yes, uh, please. Wow. Cool. <laughs> Uh, so that Beans. this album, this uh, this song, it's 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 interesting. I'd never really thought about um, the fact that there are two versions, uh, one acapella and one uh, pretty much hardcore straight ahead. Uh, but I never really, I got to know it on the tape, in fact, of right. uh, Sex Med, You Kill Me, and I never really, right. uh, as with so many other uh, No Me No releases, I never really sort of went back, not being a vinyl guy at the time, um, which songs were on what specifically and so right. i went back and i looked at the track listings and um the hardcore version didn't didn't appear and so i was like oh where where was it and it turns out that um there were the acapella version was released on the u.s release and the uh hardcore version was released on the is that right yeah 
the, hard, the full band version was on the Canadian and UK release. How no about shit. that? And there were slightly different songs. Uh, um, I think, yeah, the order uh, was different, right? The order was different. And uh, Love what Thang was on the US us? version, whereas Hunt the She Beast was on the, the right. UK Canadian version. Um, Self Pity was in a different spot. Um, oh, Self Pity. Oh. So I think yeah. um, the. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of Hunt the She Beast, but I really like how uh, one of the versions of, of No Fucking like, goes right into it's one of the best segues of on any yeah. album yeah yeah um, yeah but because of sort of how the, i don't know it almost reminded me of like a greek chorus or or something like that it's it's the theme of the album and it sort of yes. comes back it's like yeah. oh yeah it's it's all about oh, body horror and how gross and and <laughs> sordid sex is um and god's and, guts <laughs> so yeah when um when we, this matchup came up, I was kind of wondering whether we would evaluate them together or separately, but we are uh, putting them uh, together, I think. Um, but for such a str- song, uh, incoherent, short song, um, it is remarkable how often uh, one, two, buckle my shoe uh, comes into my head <laughs> exactly. in, in Andy's voice whenever exactly. I'm sort of counting to do anything. Um, so yeah, anyway, that was the story. Um, it is That's a... Great. A, a gross and sticky little song. Um, and interestingly, it was also released on short music for short people, um, which is a uh, CD released on fat records. And it's all sort of songs of 30 seconds and under. And I, I believe Whoa, that's the I've only heard of this. no means no uh, song that was released on fat records. Nice. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. That'd be a strange introduction to the band. And that's then of course, um, I think just the version, I mean, maybe not the song, it's it's all the preamble. It's uh, a very, very good example of what it was like uh, to see a No Means No show. Mm. Oh, on um, Live and Cuddly, yeah. This, yeah, on right. the Live and Cuddly version, the stage banter of that particular so song. So good. Of course, it has the um, thing about the safety pin. <laughs> yep. And it, right. right at the end. It's mm-hmm. cool in punk rock. It's very handy sometimes. Yep. 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 No, yeah. I don't think so, so Rob. Interesting little yep. song. Uh, I, I think the... The acapella version might have uh, led to the um, the Dead Kennedys cover on the Virus 100. This, the, which is so great. I don't. Yeah. Do oh. we put that on our list? Is that is that on our rotation? That's a pretty I, fucking great song. I don't think um, it is. I yeah, don't think I put it in there. So all right. That, well, oh my God. so we might never reference it again. But shout out to Forward <laughs> to Death. That was a anyway, great fucking cover. Influential yes, little song for what it is. Let's That's just say exactly that. right. That's yeah. exactly right. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. nice. We gotta we gotta vote between these two very interesting, entirely different songs, and fuck me if I don't have to vote first. So, in one way, this should be really easy. If I'm looking at these two songs uh, purely as pieces of music, would we be alive? Is superior in many ways. On the other hand, that's not their song. And on the other hand, no fucking, no fucking kicking. It's really iconic. Like I, I kind of want to vote it through because of what it represents about no means no to me and what it makes me think of about the band and what it says of their humor and their willingness to put something like this on an album. So I don't know whether to vote for that part of it or whether I'm just, whether I should just be thinking about the music. It's fucking hard. So uh, I'm going to, are you going to vote or are you going to go just keep talking? I'm going to, no, I'm going to vote. I'm going to vote for no fuck fuck fucking. Yeah. I'm voting for no fuck fucking. All right, Michelle. Circle gets a square. What about you? I'm voting for that song too. Hell yeah, I am. Shit, it's going through. There's no fucking about right now. Nice. How about you, Matthew? 
Get your vote on the record. It's a Ooh. tough one too. Yeah, because of uh, what it represents, but uh, musically, um, I think I got to give it to Would We Be Alive um, Good, I'm because of the t- the two drummer thing that and makes because me happy. of um, again sort of what it represented to be like. Okay, this is No Means No coming together again, like a strong, yeah. br- strong braid of rope. Fair, um, you know, it's it's such a coherent, tight. Uh, song and mm-hmm. um, having now heard what a faithful cover it actually is, it's uh, you know they they put their own stamp on it, but they didn't change the fundamental nature of yep. it, and uh, that is a testament to you know integrity of as a bit of a of them as a band as well as um, the the musicianship. So yeah, yeah. agreed. Yeah, agreed, Respectful. and I agree with all that, and that's why it was kind of a coin toss for me. Um, but I didn't want to shove no f- Mr. No f- fucking out the door because I felt like it. Uh, yeah. Anyway, there we go. It's going He's through. He's got a say at the table. Better no or fucking worse. has a say at the table. Yeah, for now. Don't don't get comfortable. <laughs> okay. what I'd say. So yes, Fugniuk. Yes. Yes, yes <laughs> Mr. Fugniuk. <laughs> oh my God. A fine Did you tribute, say he taught tribute. you how to plant beans? Is that what you said? Yes, that is what Mr. Fugniuk did. Oh my god! That that's person adorable. who actually existed—that is really adorable. I'm gonna think about that every time I hear this Mr. song now. Mr. Fugniak and his god guts and his beans. Yeah, that are- <laughs> yeah. Mr. Well, Fugniak. Yeah, he he loved his broad beans. He put them in the borscht all the time. Nice, nice. How about that? And maybe they're now in God's guts because God they're ate the god- beans. Hey, look at Mr. that. Mr. Fugniak did it. Yes. Well, Mr. Fugniak is certainly with God these days. That's right. He's in God's guts. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, here we go. Round two, then. Might as well get this one over with or get it started. Let's get started now. Uh, no, that's not the song. Um, the first one in this matchup is, drum roll, One Fine Day. Yeah. One Fine Day from Dance of the Headless Bourgeoisie, 1998. The original closer on that LP, but on later releases... There were those other tracks that came after it. Versus our first song, I think, off of Mama, mm. My Roommate is, is Turning yeah. Into a Monster, 1982. So One Fine Day versus My Roommate is Turning Into a Monster. Wow. And the first person lucky enough to talk about these songs, talk about One Fine Day to start with, is Michelle. Take it away. 
Ah, this is one of their most musically straightforward songs, I think. And it doesn't grab me that much, but I appreciate the, the, the crunch fuzz of the guitar and the sludge sound of the whole song in general. The solo is great sounding, too. It matches up really well with the music. And another song that seems like Rob, he just wants to disappear again. I... I, I, I'm so intrigued by this guy and, and his song ideas and music and, and lyrics that he comes up with that I, that I actually find the time to pay attention to or can actually hear. He just, he, he's just an interesting guy to me if he's the one writing the lyrics. He, he has a lot of songs where he just wants to go away. Um, the comments under this, I listened to it on YouTube and the comments under it, there's some real big fans of this song that really think it's just a monumental piece of music and, and they absolutely love it. And some of them even remarked that it's one of their favorite songs. Me personally, no, it's not one of my favorite songs, but I appreciate it for what it is. And uh, I love that people do love it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. All right, Matthew, how about you? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's pretty, um, I listened to it and it's, it's not one that stood out to me all that much. Um, the music to me is pretty straight ahead. It's a, you know, it's a, it's a rock, a rock ballad, maybe a yeah. little stoner rock. It might remind me a little bit of uh, Queens of the stone age or similar hmm. um, for, for parts of it. But then, um, yeah, I kind of went back to read the lyrics to see whether uh, they uh, elaborate the music. And again, the lyrics are actually pretty straightforward as well. Um, not a whole lot of, um, you know, allusions to anything. It's pretty um, clear, I think, what the message is. Um, I almost think it's a almost a prequel or the song uh, "Heaven Is a Dust Beneath My Shoes" from um, mm. from Ausfart might be sort of a similar type of song. Or this is a prequel yeah, to that song. Yeah, he's starting to get into storytelling type of songs there, where he's like a, yeah. a father with a little kid on his knee, you know, telling him about stuff. But uh, yeah, it's a song about you know increasing confidence to sort of move and leave things behind. Um, you know, certainly mm-hmm. coincides with uh, Rob Rob getting older and getting interested in Buddhism. I would think. Um, right, you know, right. Just a just a, just a guess there. Um, musically, though, it's actually uh, I have some fondness because you can hear Tom in it. I think to me, mm-hmm. uh, some some of the the guitar phrasing is uh, is a lot uh, showbiz giantsy. Uh, it kind of lets oh. the Tom out a little bit, especially. Yeah, it in does the, showcase him quite well on that. Yeah, in the in the bridge, the little sort of higher part. Da, 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 yeah, uh, it yeah, seems yeah. seems like something Tom would write. So that's huh. uh, it's nice to hear hear Tom. Hi, Tom. Uh, I know he's not listening <laughs> to this. <laughs> he isn't. Oh, I wish he would. We could phone in. He could phone in and be like, "That's not true." It would either annoy him or not annoy him or um, probably annoy him a bit. He, then he would tell us about how much it didn't annoy him, but it would really annoy him. Um, oh, just go bowling. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I just said that, but he seems, he seems like he would be into bowling. Anyways, well, go, it's, go on. It's, a, it's, a, it's a, pl- a pleasant song. Yeah. 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 All right. Anything else? No? no All right. I'm going to dive in. So, yeah, I mean, you guys have talked about a lot what I would want to talk about. It's This is a fine rock anthem, right? Um, they're, they're in my life uh, of fandom with this band, uh, there have been big, big periods where this is a skip for me, where mm. I'm just kind of like, no, nah, I'm going to skip past it. Mm. Then there's other times where I listen to it and I wonder how the fuck I ever could have skipped over it and deeply, deeply appreciate it. And then later come back to it and go like, yeah, yeah no, it's a skip for me. Right? Yeah, like it's I like just, when I you feel, get 
I've, sometimes I've, you want yogurt, and then sometimes yeah. you're like, I don't want any <clears throat> yogurt. And then it, some days you're like, I want some yogurt. Exactly. And interestingly, I was talking to my son right before I came up with up here, and I knew this about him. But th- this is one of his favorites. This, he is one of those who this song really, really does it for. Yeah, him. Yeah. He loves this song. Well, that's good. That's um, good. And I, you know, I think the the that sort of amphemic simplicity is where the power of it is. It's, it mm-hmm. is so straight ahead. It's also one of the songs where Rob's bass is pretty much undistinguishable from the fuzz of the guitar, right? It's just this mm-hmm. fuzzy grinding sound that's coming out of the guitar and the bass together. Uh, and I really like that. It's like a, this steady sort of heartbeat underneath it. And Tom's, I, you know, you mentioned Tom's guitar playing. I really like it in this song too. He's got that nice guitar solo in the middle that echoes the the kind of vocal line. It's really nice before the bridge comes in. Um, yeah, and I really like how different of a of a um, of a bass sound this is for Rob, especially on this album. Mm-hmm. And you know, Rob's singing this whole song. There's no Sprechus Timma here, or whatever speak singing, um, and very little flourishy theatrics. This is really sort of earnest and straight ahead. It's at, almost just straight ahead of a rock anthem or song. I mean, not anthem, but ballad. That's a, that's a better word that that they've made. That's uh, a the, simple man with his boots on. Exactly, exactly. But the performance is top notch. You know, like um, it's 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 and you know, like all lies from the last episode. <laughs> um, this was meant to be the end of the album, and to me, kind of as you were talking about Matthew, it's kind of ruined by the fact that "Give Me the Push" is right before this, which that song fucking shreds my ass. I love every time. that song. And I'm so exhausted by the end of it that by this one, I'm just kind of sitting in my chair going like, all right, let it wash over me. Which is good, right? Like, I think it's it really works well as an ending song. I think it's a really good closer Mm -hmm. uh, for the album. And especially it's a coda, especially (laughs) coming off of um, Give Me the Push. And lyrically, I actually feel like this is a really good companion to another song on this album. The world wasn't built in a day. I think like Mm. both of them in different ways explore this notion of 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 becoming completely alone from others and how that is both a complete freedom and and I think one I think the world wasn't built in a day is a little bit more nuanced in how it it does really talk about the freedom of that but also kind of talks about the terror of it whereas this one really feels like it's more about the freedom of uh removing oneself from connections, which doesn't mean necessarily divorcing oneself from those around you, but just the freedom of having just that self-reliance. Yeah, maybe a, ne- a, a necessity for progress. Exactly. exactly. And, to and divorce and, you yourself know, what, from things. You could look at this as like, I mean, you could read the song many ways, right? If it's, if one wants to read it as someone escaping a toxic family, it's a fucking anthem of joy of like how I'm finally fucking leaving yeah, you all behind. Even if, I, even if I love you, I'm out, I'm out. But it doesn't have to be that. It could just could be more universal about how we all need to find that. You know, we all need to find that sort of self-reliance, get up off the porch and just walk down the fucking road. It's, it's a real, it's like a nice, pure celebration of um, sort of liberation and self-reliance. And I really appreciate it for that. All right. Well, then let's let's move into our next one, which is our first one off of Mama, which is pretty great. <laughs> which um, is a totally opposite totally of what the hell Totally different. Uh, my roommate, to. my roommate is turning into a monster. All right, uh, Michelle, hit us up.
is the birth of my band. And Rob's voice, this is what he's often referred to it as his boyhood's boyhood soprano. Where did I see that he called it his boy boyhood soprano? Was it in the liner notes of one of the things? Or, I don't know, but that's perfect. I, 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 I read it somewhere. He used to pick on himself because his voice was so much higher pitched and young at the time. But I, I, I do love it. And you can tell, like listening to that now and, and hear what he sounds like later. It's just a just a and I don't know if this was the vocal nodules or anything. It's just a man who's getting older, you know. I, I think the song is creepy and I, I love the don't the, the don't you fuck nobody else. It's this. OK, does he say what's this? I don't have. Does he say it? I don't have tits. Yep. Yes. Yep. Oh, my God. What is going on in this apartment? here? You can't treat me like this. I don't have any tits. Yeah. 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 What, uh, what? I'm sure Matthew Whoa. will talk about that, but I got, I got uh, shit to say about that. Matthew's going to talk about the tits. Well, uh, probably, uh, right? It's so one of my main we'll, subjects of conversation yeah, generally. Yeah, so. really likes to talk about tits, as far as I know. Okay. Well, then my tampon yeah. comment earlier was is 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 now moot. Anyways, at the yeah, the the this song is creepy, and and I don't. I, I really hope that he hasn't lived with a, a roommate that 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 hurt him. <laughs> this song is kind of campy. It is. The monster lyrics are just kind of, well, whatever. But I love the music. I love the music. And you can kind of tell that they're starting to simmer. They're starting to find their voice. Yeah. And and you can pick out little nuances in the music where you're like, oh, we're going to hear that again. I like that little trick. It's just, right. it's, it's a birth of this. This music sounds like it's the birth of the band in a lot of ways. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I fucking agree to hear that. All right, Matthew, what about you? you um, about yeah, I, I'd written something very similar. How um, yeah, this is definitely one of my favorites from Mama, and uh, definitely a, a never, never one that gets skipped. I mean, it, it is just yeah, a genesis of uh, of sort of what I what I love about No Means No. I mean, it's got the humor in it, it's got the creepiness. Um, yeah, it's creepy. But I mean, right from the beginning. Um, it's nose hairs that get longer. And longer. I love that. A, this strange whispered intimacy that yeah. uh, Rob Rob's whispering in your head. Um, yeah, it's it's a really interesting song. I mean, musically, it's incredible. It's just uh, just uh, Rob and, and John um, mm-hmm. listening to the drums. I can um, you know hear John's learning as a young drummer Ooh, as well. Right. I mean, like, these are these are oh, this is my my rudiment pattern. Uh, that I'm that I'm you know using on this, um, or like really, a fucked up fill that he realizes, yeah, this works with this. You <laughs> know, there's yeah. a, a very much a, a theme of um, you know monsters and devils uh, on that album, like right from the the album cover, yeah, um, mm. red devil and everything like that, and does the oh, the, the monster great. in in every person. Um, of course, uh, you know his eyes are turning bright green. That's a, 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 a synonym for jealousy. Uh, is is green the green eyed monster? Yep. Right, um, right, right. So it's it's a very interesting. You know, don't don't you fuck nobody else. Yeah, yeah. I like that part. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's just like this good. the den for some sly basking snake from, uh, um, <laughs> from yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> from another previous song that we have. Uh, the hell? What was that from? Oh yeah, yeah. it's from uh, the life in hell. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, my, my my song. But That's this right. is this is such an oily little song it's a just greasy and uh, it is greasy yeah but such a strange situation i think i wonder whether 
um, how autobiographical it is, like whether um, Rob felt that he himself was the green eyed monster, whether he um, had experienced some, um, you know, non-sexual jealousy or sexual jealousy on the part of a male roommate. Um, But yeah, I think, you know, maybe, maybe it's a bit of an invitation to uh, have the listener consider that, you know, what if you were, uh, this is what happens to women all the time. Exactly. When, uh, and and exactly. what, what if it happened to you, the male roommate or, you know, a non-sexual partner uh, that who, with whom you're living uh, starts to assert control, ex- assert um, yeah. you know, territoriality and uh, mm-hmm. dominance uh, over you and your doings. I mean, how is that going to make you feel? It's exactly. going to suck. It's scary and weird and um mm-hmm. all his masks are caving in uh where you know you associate with somebody on the pretense of sharing the rent and then it turns into something much darker weirder right. scarier more dangerous uh, yep. but yeah this uh, this turnabout um like how how would you feel uh in this situation get the hell out of there that's what yeah. the fuck you do no exactly i thought it was interesting that we pulled uh, this song um with you know don't you fuck nobody else with no fucking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All I hear is pushing grunts. Um, so anyway, yeah, it's a s- sneaky, weird, creepy song with uh, all of the no means no instrumentation that uh, we all love, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think it is a, a, a nucleus. It is like the inchoate no means no uh, on this song. So yeah, it's one of my one you of my favorites from coming. there. You can yeah. hear it down the road. And I, I'm, 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 I'm glad you got there because I, I think it is. I think this is a one of their early stealth feminist masterpieces. I think this is a song that's a real great exploration of how shitty men trap women into abusive relationships, but plays a sly trick in uh, having the protagonist be a man who's totally affronted right. by this behavior that many, many women just have to fucking live with on a daily basis. But when it's a man who has to put up with it, he's like, hey, you can't treat me like this. I don't have fucking have tits, right? Even the protagonist is an asshole by saying like, women should be treated like this, not mm. me. You can't treat me like this. I'm not a fucking woman. So even the protagonist kind of is kind of a fucking douchebag from putting that forward. <laughs> but every, everything he talks about is this, you know, the man who just feels like he can fucking leave his shit everywhere, who's just going to sit in the chair, yeah. who's going to do fucking nothing, who's going to lock you Eat inside, your peanut butter. and then finally just tell you, don't you fuck nobody else, right? Like, it's, yeah, I really feel like this is a flipping that, that situation that far, far too many women find themselves creepy. in. Creepy. And sets it right in front of you by putting you in the protagonist seat and making you realize how fucking toxic it is, toxic it is when you take it out of the male female dynamic, then it's not something or it's, I mean, it's almost like it's too ordinary for people to talk about abusive relationships. It's not of course, but it, as part of our culture, it's like, well, you know, men and women forever, Alice Cramden and Ralph, whatever the fuck his name is. Norton. It's just Ed Norton. And, you know, uh, and that kind of shit's just bullshit. And I think this is, you know, they're, they're, they're out their band's name. is no means no. And I think that uh, that energy comes through pretty fucking strong in this. But with, you know, I haven't really sort of thought through all the permutations these days because, you know, to my own um, f- failing, you know, I, I'm, I'm glad to be, uh, to have the privilege to think about, um, you know, people's trans experiences, people's, mm. um, you know, non, non-binary non experiences and um, as a sort of cis, mm-hmm. hetero, uh, white, male um 
you know, you could sort of, it, it's it's about toxic masculinity. It's not it uh, is. You know, traditional right. gender roles necessarily. You can put 100%. any permutation. It's about power. Correct. And it's about, Correct. you know, this uh, dominance and this stereotype of yeah. the, the, the dominant um, uh, sly basking snake, like the, the, yeah. the, the pole, the cock, the, uh, the monster, the green eyed monster that's going to control. It yeah. doesn't matter who it is. It, it's anybody. That whole cool paradigm that is going to control everybody. Yeah. You know, yeah. they realize yeah. it and they acknowledge it and they know that it's what it is. And yeah, I mean, they know otherwise how to... you just get fucking, you know, uh, uh, and the they Van Halen, you know, you get well, those guys. They, but I they want to know, see your tits. They know how to talk about this kind of shit in ways that don't make them Henry Rollins, right? Like that don't make them someone who's just going to screed about it. Screed about it. They they are able to talk about it in a way that is very artful and very mm, um, mm-hmm. entertaining and very mm-hmm. goofy in a way, right? Like there's parts of the song that are pretty fucking goofy, as creepy as it is. Um, yeah. It's disarming in a certain way, but. Yeah, it's 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 really fucking good. And I, I so, was just without getting it too dark about it. I mean, it is silly and weird and everything. Like that, but I was just reading articles um, recently in the Canadian press about uh, human human trafficking and, and everything like that. And just this relationship of this, like, I, I just wanted to share the rent. I like guess a completely innocuous yeah. relationship and that it yeah, ends yeah, up being yeah. completely controlling. Like, yep, yep. you know, you, you never know what you're getting into uh, yep. until, the ma- until the yep. masks cave in. Exactly. So, yeah, that's the, the danger of any human relationship. Yeah, and the, you can really feel that in the way that it escalates, right? The way the lyrics Where did escalate. this song come from? Like, did he have <laughs> yeah, no a kidding. goddamn roommate that was just I don't like, think, I think it's just a larger reflection. Mental? I think it's a larger reflection on the toxic ma- masculinity. That, this they sounds like something he them. experienced, though. I don't know. Uh, maybe but, he watched, uh, you know, American Werewolf too much or whatever the hell that movie was <laughs> with, the, with the hairs coming out of his nose. But I, I haven't even gotten to talk about the fucking music, which I love in this song. This, this, the bass playing and drumming in this, this, uh, there's so many songs yeah. on Mama, but this one, it, I, I just fucking love it. And the guitar playing too. I think Rob's guitar playing on this is phenomenal. I love it. And I love the way the guitar is sort of off in the distance. It's really kind of reverbed out a bit. And the the bass is just, I mean, you know, this is, again, the seeds of their future formula. Is they're, sort of they're right up in legs. your face. They're getting their sea legs. And the way that John and Rob are already playing off each other so fucking well, the bass and the drum riffs play so perfectly off each other. Uh, and a really great structure, again. And the way that the music, early on, the way that the music really feeds what the song is saying, the, ch- the, 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 the tone of the, the riffs, the way they play them and jo- and Rob's vocal delivery all along is mm-hmm. all at the service mm-hmm. of the moment. None of it is extraneous. None of it is not thought out. It all just fucking works. That's an these art are, to do. These that are super, super smart motherfuckers. And yes. the, the green eyed really monster. And man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I almost get sort of visual hallucinations from the song. Like it's a dark purple and blue place. It's, it's a bruise of a song. You put um, this one a, against like hematoma play- of a song. Play this mm. one. It's I think it's right up against Red Devil, isn't it? On the track listing. Oh, oh maybe Red I'm Devil is the shit. But man. this is what that I mean. These two amazing. songs, these two songs together, like the green and the red, right? Like it's just such yeah, a. Yeah. They really fucking work well together. Oh, Red Devil um, is the shit. Yeah, I love that song. All right, well, um, I guess that's it, man. We got to vote now. So, jeez. Uh, first one up to vote for either One Fine Day or My Roommate is Turning into a Monster is Michelle. Roommate. 
The roommate, roommate from hell. Roommate from hell. All right. Matthew. Roommate, definitely. Yep. It's a sweep. Roommate for me. We got Woo-hoo. three for roommate. We haven't been unanimous in a while, actually, so that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. No, well. No, yeah, I don't know. It's been a little while. Anyway, oh. someone will someone will correct us. All right. Well, <laughs> we're sending through uh, no fucking um, and uh, the roommate who wants lots of fucking fucking. So they're going through, and unfortunately, would we be alive? And one fine day, both really really good songs are going to have to go to the uh, loser's loser's pen until they get rescued, perhaps, by someone's uh, wildcard picks later. We'll see. But for the rest of you, thanks for sticking around for this nearly hour-long podcast on these songs. And uh, again, reach out to us on all of the uh, plague forms, uh, Twitter, at No Means Nothing, Instagram, I don't know, that Facebook group. Uh, thanks to all of you who continue to reach out. It really is fucking great to hear from you. Really appreciate it. Um, let us know if there's things you want us to be doing, people you want us to talk to. We're still trying sound to figure effects. all this out. Sound effects. Yeah. <laughs> if we want, I want more sound effects for Michelle. That's my, <laughs> no, that's my I request. make enough of them. Oh my God. Um, mm. so anyway, we will, uh, <laughs> you guys got any closing words before we sign off? Don't you fuck nobody else. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> ah!